When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook. I would just say if people want to end the emergency orders, get vaccinated. Thank you. <laughs> and so we need to come together and to create a federal cause of action, a federal change in the law that will free Brittany. There are no, there are no weapons. You need to stop interrupting me so I can get the information I need to get officers. Expedited. I need officers here now. Change your attitude first, uh, ma'am. We'll see. Do I there I go. There I go. Alice, our crap is breaking down, dude. We're going to have to do something about this. Oh, man. Wow. So, breaking news, Alice Shattuck. Guess what? Okay. Uh, stay right there. Stay right there. Hello. Yeah, good. Okay. My breaking news, Alex Shattuck. Okay. Dateline, Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. LA County will reinstate its mask mandate regardless of vaccination status starting this weekend amid a rise in coronavirus cases and hospitalizations. Here we go. Yeah. Now we see where people stand, I think. <clears throat> because this is this is done now. We have a vaccine that works really well. It works against the Delta variant. It works against Delta the Plus variant. Delta Plus variant, the Alpha, Beta, Gamma variants, the Lambda variant, the all the way up to the Sigma variant. All the variants. This works against them. It is really effective in preventing hospitalization and death. At this point, if you are in the hospital with COVID, it is very likely because you decided not to get vaccinated, which is your decision about your life to make and is not my problem either way. I have no desire to go force you to get vaccinated and I have no desire to put on a mask to keep you from getting COVID, which doesn't even, I, me wearing a mask doesn't keep you Cases from getting COVID or not, but are we're not. rising, Alice, we're done. and there's hospi- hospitalizations are up. That's fine. I, I'm done with masks. I'm done with masks. I got vaccinated. 
I'm not going to get COVID and die from it. So, you know, if you want to make a decision, so you for know, you, you know that this is starting in LA. It's going to be everywhere. So, well, it's every blue state, and it's going to be think- in every blue state exactly. And mm-hmm. if you had heard in, in the show today in Connecticut, the president of the Senate and the majority leader talking excitedly about um, about the prospect of wearing masks again and how happy they were. What they've done now is they've handed executive emergency powers to the governor again, who they tell what to do anyway. Mm-hmm. This way they're not culpable of anything. Yep. But he can all do done. everything by executive order, including all the mask stuff. And they've handed it to him. And listen how um, excited they are. One, one, they talked about extending the, the emergency orders again come fall. And I mentioned Connecticut, but this can be any state. This mm-hmm. is any blue state. But listen to this. This is a guy named Bob Duff. He's some arrogant jerk uh, who um, who's excited about the idea. First of all, among other things, they want to make sure that they can vaccinate all the kids in the schools. Who, the kids who specifically do not need to be vaccinated. Yeah, they're not at risk specifically. from COVID. Yes. Did you see the the Intelligencer article on this? Uh, no, It's a I really not. good one. I wonder if it's still open for me, I wonder. Um Sorry about that, Alice. Hold on. I'm sorry. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm okay. Let me just this. Play, play this. Yeah. This is okay. So here's this, this, uh, this hack. I'd like to see the ability for children to be able to get vaccinated. The governor may need some flexibility in that uh, as well to be able to set up uh, places for for um, children to get vaccinated. He really wants to see that. You know what? I'd like to see. That's what it comes down to. These politicians, mm-hmm. he'd feel better. You know, I'd just like to see it vaccinated. This is. Uh, it's like the teachers complaining. The teachers who are all vaccinated, we can't have everything be normal at school until all the kids right. are vaccinated too. But no, the fact that he just you. said, like, hmm, you know, I'd, I'd like to see that. You know what? I'd like to try the uh, House Chardonnay tonight. That's just like just that whim. You know. Okay. I'd like to see that little thought, that little dandy, uh, you know, whimsical thought affects the hell out of everybody's lives. You know, he mm-hmm. doesn't care. They don't care. This yeah. this idiot in L.A. County doesn't care. The health people there, who's she's also a doctor who's not an M.D. I don't, I don't care. You know, this is um David Wallace Wells, the intelligencer. The kids are safe. They've always been. It may sound strange, given a year of panic over school closures and reopenings, a year of masking toddlers and closing playgrounds and huddling in pandemic pods, that according to the CDC, among children, the mortality risk from COVID-19 is actually lower than from the flu. The risk of severe disease or hospitalization is about the same. This is true for the much worried over Delta variant. It is also true for all other variants and for the original strain. Most remarkably, it has been known to be true since very earliest days of the pandemic. Indeed, it was among the very first things we did know about this disease. Mm-hmm. The pre- preliminary mortality data from China was very clear. To children, COVID-19 represented, represented only a vanishingly tiny threat of death, hospitalization, or severe disease. So now, but then, but now listen, here's the Senate president. This is now more about masks. And remember, they have full control now because they're in a state of emergency, which allows them, one, to get streamlined, get federal money, Mm -hmm. even though other states have stopped being in a state of emergency and have worked out private deals with the Fed. They don't want to. This is just easier this way. They're arrogant. They're expecting a 
out for flu season next next uh, this is the reporter question coming um, we saw uh, a second outbreak uh, in occur in October um, does that give you pause for thought or give you any trepidation about uh, October 1st and beyond absolutely uh, we had a very good flu season last year partly because of people wearing masks uh, due to the COVID uh, uh, pandemic and I think that helped people in terms of uh, uh, lowering the spread of the flu uh, uh, season and I think we had a very mild flu season as a uh, as one of the few good byproducts of the COVID pandemic there you go yeah absolutely well, of course we're going to do masks of course this is why I'm not sending the kids back to school I'm not sending the kids back to school until they can assure me there is not going to be any masking any distancing that my kids can have a normal school experience and i actually trust that they mean it which may be a long time i hate to right. say it but i'm not gonna send my kid you know our five-year-old mm-hmm. how do you think he will do in a kindergarten class where he has to wear a mask all day and sit in one seat all day because even though we know COVID doesn't spread on surfaces they're still not letting the kids share any seating areas or anything so normally like when our other kids went to kindergarten they would rotate around the classroom do different stations they would be in the blocks area they would be here they would be there nope no more they have to stay in there one spot and wear a mask the whole day how do you think that's gonna go that will not go well that will not go well and it's also just even if it went well behaviorally it's still torture it's It's still abuse you know absolutely so listen here's a here's a uh Somebody from the press asks, says, you know, why are we doing all this stuff? Isn't, aren't things okay now? At what point do you think we don't have any more requests? I think when the state is safe. Is it not safe now? No, it is not. No. No, we're not safe. That's right. And we're not ever going to be safe is what they're saying, really. But, like, what does safe mean? Because, and I said this on this show and other places, too, when initially our school district came out with their reopening plan a year ago, and said that they would go back to normal when there were zero cases of COVID in our county. In our county. Zero cases. So that's a standard that we don't follow for the flu or for measles or for, well. Yeah, this, this mixer um, is... Uh, <laughs> is it the mixer or is it, do we just have bad old cords? No, this is a mixer thing. Okay. Um, zero cases in the county is a standard that we don't use for any other illness. We don't shut down our schools. Well, not even shut down. We don't put restrictions in our schools because there's one case of something in the county. Right. We don't, you know, make all our kids wear masks to school because one person three towns over in the county has measles. That's not something that we do. That is a ridiculous and absurd standard. And if we're going to pretend that we're not safe and can't go about our lives with a standard like that, then... I mean, like, we need to get out of this state then because this is just insanity. There's no reason why we should go back to mask mandates. None whatsoever. Everybody who wants a vaccine can easily, easily get one. And right, you could but, be, but here's, okay, yeah. so here's the reaction to this. This is how elected leaders are thinking. This is, this is the guy named Looney again, the Connecticut guy. In my own view, I would consider having a daily positive rate for a lengthy period of time of below 0.5 and a very, very small number of hospitalizations and uh, and deaths becoming very rare. Those are his, th- th- those are the criteria. Well, good, thank you. Is that, is he like the epidemiologist uh, or whatever? No, I mean, doesn't matter. They all he just came now. up with that yep. information on his own. And that's the other guy sitting next to him has his own different standard. Oh, good. 
That's fine. That's fine. I love my life being under the control of morons like this. I mean, I know we don't live in Connecticut right now, but we live in a state that's awful like it, like where people act like they, you know, they're what their comfort level is with some arbitrary metric that's on some state-run dashboard leads Mm -hmm. to changes in your daily life. Like, we all have to watch the little COVID curve go up and down. And, I mean, what's so ridiculous, too, is that we know, we know, I mean, even the CDC recommends that people who have been vaccinated shouldn't be tested for COVID, and yet there are still all kinds of circumstances where vaccinated people need to be tested to, like, you know, participate in activities and things, right? So, like, this just happened. The Red Sox-Yankees game was just canceled tonight because, like, some people in the Yankees organization Mm -hmm. tested positive. They're probably all vaccinated people. But we know that the tests are so sensitive, they can detect virus that has been killed by your immune system because you got the vaccine. So, you got the vaccine... It sees some virus in your system, even a tiny bit. It goes into overdrive, kills it all, and the test can still detect that amount of virus that's there, even though it's such a small amount that you wouldn't, you were never at any risk of infecting anybody else. You can't give it to anybody else. It's just little bits of viral RNA that's left in your system. It's not really a risk of infection to anybody. It, you know, like Bill Maher had this, too. He tested positive and had to isolate. Like, it's ridiculous. The CDC even says people who are vaccinated should not be tested it's i mean that's the science right but but we're all acting like you know positive tests are the end-all be-all it really should be about the hospitalizations and deaths and it really should only like only expect me to really care about the hospitalizations and deaths among vaccinated people because if you're not in the vaccinated people category that's your own life choice alice there are some in one of when one of the callers called their state rep today she said Mm -hmm. to him hello maybe you're not familiar with what's happening in mississippi okay what's happening in there are seven kids in the icu children from age one to 19 in the or 18, in the ICU in Mississippi. Okay, so how many kids are in the ICU in Mississippi each year from flu? Uh, that information was not um, readily okay. available. Well, it's probably more than that, I would suggest. Maybe not last year, because last year was kind of an odd year for flu. But What do you, you know. attribute that to, by the way? Masks or cleaning cleanliness? Uh, I don't necessarily think either. I mean, we also know that viruses just naturally in the environment, the way that they interact, one can crowd out another one in the environment the same way, you know, like in the animal kingdom, different types of animals can like crowd each other out as they fight over resources. The stronger one will kind of win out and the other one's population will recede. We know that viruses work this way too, right? Where if you have one virus that's really predominant in the population, that it can crowd out another one and lead to it not being there as much. So, so I mean, it could be the mass or whatever, but it also just might be that because there was COVID, there was less flu. You know, but, but in any case, I mean, the whole, the whole premise that because... I mean, like, I, I haven't looked at the statistics in Mississippi. So, like, what's the population by age in Mississippi? I am not sure. I'm not sure. But but like, so that's that like a me. tiny, tiny, tiny percent of kids, right? Correct. Um, ha- is in the ICU with this. I'm going to guess probably that they had very extreme pre-existing conditions. And I'm not trying to make light of the fact that some kids will be very sick from COVID because, you know, that's 
not good, obviously, but the idea that we're going to keep everyone else's life on hold for some indefinite number of years to prevent absolutely every single case of COVID that we possibly can is ludicrous. We don't treat any other type of risk that way, and we need to stop treating COVID that way. So what if there is a mask mandate again in our state, Alice, just like there was again? And in stores and in et cetera. What I mean, are you going to do? What are, what are Americans going to do? I don't know. I mean, we don't have any more masks in this house. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what we're, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to probably go a lot fewer places. Hmm. Uh, it, it, this is, it is interesting. There was always the chance that, you know, elected leaders, et cetera, could be their absolute worst out of fear. And it's just so, like, it's so disappointingly unoriginal that they absolutely did. That they're absolutely defaulting to their worst characteristics, to their worst mm-hmm. selves now. This is, this is, cra- this is crazy. Now, uh, I, I, know, I know this is not Connecticut-centric, but the, but just so happens today that I happen to be a big part of my, and you saw that, we both saw this mm-hmm. together, a big part of my conversation ongoing narrative and conversation there mm-hmm. is that the people who are elected to office there and this is every state so if you're listening this is for your state in town the people who are elected to office there when it comes to there's a spike in crime going on there mm-hmm. in connecticut uh like everywhere else now there's a huge spike in crime and the politicians those two guys you just heard yeah they're doing nothing about it, and they don't intend to. Those are the two guys who keep saying, we're going to take a scalpel to it and not a <laughs> sledgehammer. They're not going to do anything about it. That's fine. Because when they look out their office windows, they see a place called Trinity Street. And on Trinity Street, there's a football field length um, mural that reads, Black Lives Matter. So mm-hmm. they look down there, and they say, "That's my job is done. That's it. We let people use this street in front of the Capitol which has now been closed off. The street is now closed off. It used to be someplace where one of the callers used to drive his ambulance as a shortcut to pick up people who were hurt or injured. Mm-hmm. It's now closed off. So now the politicians allow Is them- that because of the Black Lives Matter thing? Like yeah. they don't want people to drive over it because it's the like disrespectful yes. to the mural? Yes, it's a monument now. Yes. That's incredible, actually. Exactly. Yes, that an- reminds me of like ancient Christians that used to be a thing that they wouldn't like, you know- step on an image of God, like an icon or a cross or yeah. something. And like, there were tons of martyrs who were martyred because they wouldn't like Alice, step on a Alice, cross. I, I, when I was just looking around today mm-hmm. about, I was looking for, no, what I was doing my sub stack, which is about Black Lives Matter. I just looked up the Black Lives Matter mural. There mm-hmm. are people around the country getting arrested for desecrating the murals on the ground. <laughs> They're vandalizing vandalism. Right. And they're getting arrested for it. It's just, right. it's, but that's because... That's because the left has this problem where they need to believe that they're the anti-establishment, even when they're the establishment, right? They're actually running everything, but they continue to believe that they're like the little rebel fighting back. We wrote Black Lives Matter on the street. And like the police are defending what you wrote on the street from anybody else (laughs) touching it. It's like in Star Wars, right? When they remade the Star Wars movies. Like, I believe at the end of... Um, the Return of the Jedi, uh, the 
Rebels won, right? Mm-hmm. But then somehow in these like sequel movies, somehow there's still the little guy fighting back against this big powerful thing, which right. supposedly they're trying to tell you is like a rebel thing to the New Republic. But like they're still like acting out the same pretend land, even though they won and they're in charge now. Right. So now the all, politicians around the state, around the country mm-hmm. are now around the world are now yeah. invested in Black Lives Matter. They're absolutely invested in Black Lives Matter. 100%. They've given money to them. They've give them, given them free Boston. The, the, the Black Lives Matter has a free facility mm-hmm. to, from the city of Boston, etc. They're invested. They have been endorsed by not only elected leaders, but... Um, but uh, er- almost everybody on the left, everybody with yeah. the yard sign is all in. The is- Red Sox, yep. the every corporation, every, every corporation, business, exactly. they're all. They all had to make a statement last year. They all had right. to make a statement because silence was violence. Remember that. Right. So here we go, Alice. I'm going to mm-hmm. read this. Okay. Yep. This is the Black Lives Matter. By now, you guys have heard this already. Black Lives Matter statement on Cuba. Black Lives Matter condemns the U.S. federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans and urges it to immediately lift... Wait, the Cuban federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans? Uh, No, the U.S. federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans. And urges it to immediately lift the economic embargo. This cruel and inhumane policy instituted with the explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' right to choose their own government is at the heart of Cuba's current crisis. Since 1962, the United States has forced pain and suffering on the people of Cuba by cutting off food, medicine, and supplies, costing the tiny island nation an estimated 130 billion bucks. Without that money, it is harder for Cuba to acquire medical equipment needed to develop its own COVID-19 vaccines and equipment for food production. This comes in a spite in spite of the country's strong medical care and history of lending doctors and nurses to disasters around the world. The people of Cuba are being punished by the United States government because the country has maintained its commitment to sovereignty and self-determination. The United States leaders have tried to crush this revolution for decades. Revolution is capitalized. For decades, instead of international amity, respect, and goodwill, the U.S. government has only instigated suffering for the country's 11 million people, of which 4 million are black and brown. Cuba has historically demonstrated solidarity with oppressed peoples of African descent, from protecting black revolutionaries like Asada Shakur through granting her asylum, Mm -hmm. to supporting black liberation struggles in Angola, Mozambique, Guinea-Bissau, and South Africa. In closing, now we look to President Biden to end the embargo, something Barack Obama called for in 2016. This embargo is a blatant human rights violation and it must come to an end. To uh, quote Phil Hartman playing Phil Donahue, come on, Mom, what's wrong with that? She's, they're not asking for too much, are they, Mom? You you don't know the reference, but go ahead. <laughs> um, so for clarity's sake, uh, they support the revolution, which in Cuba means the government. Okay. Right? Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, um... You tell me. The floor is yours, Alice. Unhampered, unencumbered. Okay. Okay. So, 
they support the Cuban government, which currently is killing and locking up their own people for daring to go out in the street and demand that they, like, be allowed to have food. Like, that's, like, the type of freedom that we're talking about. We're talking about them being allowed to, um, you know, eat and access medical care at all. And contrary to the fantastic success story that we keep getting told Cuba is day in, day out, (laughs) um, it's really actually a disaster there. And if that's all the fault of the United States, someone should really probably inform the Cuban people, many of whom are marching with American flags and yelling freedom and USA in English. So why do we have to warn them to don't to to not come by boat if um, if this place is so horrifically damaging to Cubans? Yeah, we're, I mean, the four million that are black and brown should probably know that we're about to be investigated by the UN for our blatant racism. Uh, No, I mean, the whole thing is ludicrous. We always knew that this was a communist Marxist group. It was in their organization's, you know, outline Mm -hmm. of their mission statement. They're against the nuclear family. They're for communism. They're against capitalism. All these things. We knew that, but... This now, this statement marks a turning point because this goes away from a theoretical discussion, away from like, well, communism's great. It's just really never been tried. When they are confronted with an actual regime that is sheltering terrorist murderers and killing their own people deliberately, they support that. So they're not saying like Cuba's not real communism, we're for the other kind. They're saying... We like we are seeing people protesting in the streets against this government and the government sending out, you know, police all in black to shoot them or throw them in jail and throw away the key. And we we approve of that. We like the locking up and the killing. And we think that the government is right. And those people are wrong. The ones holding the American flag, they're wrong. The ones, uh, you know, killing them and locking them up. Those are the ones that we support. So this is not some intellectual conversation about what would be the right policy to have in the United States. They support state murder and totalitarianism explicitly, not like in theory. They're pointing at an actual regime that's killing people right now and saying, we like that. And you, by the way, all of you people who live around here in Massachusetts, you have their sign in your yard. So maybe you should think about that. They're literally supporting a murderous dictatorship explicitly right now. Right now. Right now, there are people 90 miles away from the United States who just want to be allowed to be free. And not only are we saying, screw you, don't come here from our State Department, but half the country supports their continued oppression with their stupid Black Lives Matter stuff. And not only should everybody who supported Black Lives Matter personally be embarrassed and take down their sign and apologize for subjecting us all to their idiocy, because we all knew this, the government organizations, the corporations, these people owe us a statement. They all put out stupid statements talking about their solidarity with Black Lives Matter and supporting protests that were burning down neighborhoods. They were all for it all year long, you know, but I think it's really a bridge too far when you're actually supporting state murder of dissidents, 
right? I mean, like, doesn't that seem like it's a little extreme? And these companies should really, really be forced to face it down. They want to play stupid games. Let them win stupid prizes. That store that you go to that's had up a Black Lives Matter sign, you need to ask them how they feel about Asada Shakur. About, you know, killing a cop execution style at point blank range and escaping consequences by fleeing the country. What do you think about that? Do you support her? Because the organization that you have assigned for supports her. How do you feel about the fact that Cuban people are gathering peacefully in the streets to ask for their freedom and to, for the quote unquote like sovereignty and self-determination that Black Lives Matter says we're somehow denying them? They're asking for a right to self-determination. I mean, how blind do you have to be to think that the Cuban citizens can choose their own government right now. You have to be out of your mind delusional to believe that. And so those Cuban people gathering in the street, do you support, you know, their government killing them or right. or locking them up as political prisoners? Do you support that? Because the organization that you're promoting to me right now supports that. So, I, I mean, like, they need to... It, these companies need to be held accountable. We need to call one. them up. They Each need one. to be forced to walk back their support of Black Lives Matter at every level of every organization right. because it is BS. It is BS. I mean, like, you think about cancel culture on the left and how they force all these companies to apologize for nonsense things. And, like, I don't know why. I don't know right. why Republicans aren't better at this. Right. And I think that for everybody, for citizens, corporations, and, and uh, politicians, if you supported... Black Lives Matter in any way, right? Then you have to admit that you either a wholly believed the lie it was built on, mm-hmm. or two wholly support the Marxism that it was built on, and right? Thrives on, right? So be it, honest. You, you which is one. it? Right. It's, you only get two choices, I, or you like the color scheme. That's that, that's that's it. Right. But I mean, we all saw it, which is fine. Maybe you were just naive and you really thought it was just about you know, mean cops just murdering black children for no reason whatsoever or something. But now it's clear. Now, they've explicitly made it clear what they're about. They are pro-murderous communist dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Not in theory, but in, no. like, actual reality right now. They like that. They like what's happening in Cuba to the people who are protesting. Right. They like the organized, um, the organized state version of it, but they also love the personal individual form of it right in Shakur right they like all of it right they like you know people killing cops deliberately they don't love her despite the fact that she shot a cop in the head and left a three-year-old without a daddy they love her because she did right so that's that's who they are that's what they support and if you supported them you need to step away now or that's who you are too period the end Mm -hmm. that's like the that's I mean, I'm glad that it happened that they said it because it's so revealing. It's so revealing. And anytime any person brings up Black Lives Matter to me from now on, that's where the conversation's going. Yes. Because it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment that so many people supported mm-hmm. this group of lying, grifting communists. Right. And remember, you know, it, it, what makes that even more lovely, the fact that they only have the choice of two things, mm-hmm. is that remember, the whole term, the whole approach was meant as a trap for us. Right. At a time when the nation was vulnerable yeah. to such what, threats. So you don't think that black lives matter? Right. Right. You know, so in and that's what the that's what the lie it was built on is that that there is uh, any evidence that black lives are not considered uh a mattering by government or people in this country, which of I course would is say that the 
Cuban dictatorship is a little bit worse for a lot of black and brown lives than the U.S. government has been, frankly. Well, Alice, uh, we'll see. But I really, to, to me, this is like, part of me was absolutely thrilled to see it. Absolutely <laughs> thrilled to see it because it's so great. Can well, that's you, why I say it's very revealing. They've made it clear now who they are. So it should be obvious which team you're on in this. I don't have to be embarrassed because I didn't put a Black Lives Matter sign right. in my yard. But I am embarrassed for our country that our State Department was flying their stupid flag at our embassies all around the world. I'm embarrassed about that. That's for sure. What, I mean, like, what is this? My relatives did not flee communism for this. Ooh, that's true, Alice. You did have relatives that fleed communism, didn't you? Fled, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure it's not fleed? <laughs> All right, so should we get to... Let's go, Alice, to this. How about this right over here? Uh, it's one thing that... And it is uh, bad news mm -hmm. that an administration would be forcing content changes on social media. Well, yeah, that's what I would think because right. I keep getting told that when Facebook does it it's okay and not a violation of the First Amendment because they're a private company, right? right? It's only the government that's bound by the First Amendment. So, but to have a... To have a press secretary, an administration, happily boast about it is new territory. And that means that not only were you not conspiracy theorists, those of you out there thinking that they were working arm-in-arm, arm, but literally... They are absolutely working arm in arm. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect. Uh, to connect. Flagging problematic pro posts. Problematic posts. Remember, Facebook. this is an administration whose sea uh, level is mm -hmm. set at the most existential threat to us is white supremacy and that white supremacists attacked the Capitol during an insurgency. Right. So that's where they're ca calibrated. That's where their so, truth meters are exactly. registering. So if you're divergent from that area, your post will be considered what else? Uh, disinformation. Problematic. Problematic. Right. And those must be flagged. Mm -hmm. So we've got a big effing problem here. Yeah, and I think I would challenge anybody that doesn't think that this is a problem to imagine how they would feel if Trump did it, because I know that that's like really trite. But I can tell you right now, every political bone in my body says that the way the Democrats are going right now, they are not going to be in charge of the government very much longer. So... How do you feel if Ron DeSantis is going through Facebook posts and flagging them for being problematic in how they talk about him or his administration? You know, like, how do you feel about that? And now, like, use a little imagination. I know it's hard, but imagine that that might be how your conservative neighbors might feel about some of this stuff. All the, you know, the we're just going to go through your text messages and check for disinformation. We're just going to check and see if your social media posts are problematic. But like, I don't I literally don't understand how this is OK. 
under the no. First Amendment. Because like I say, like this was always the argument, right? It's like, well, Facebook's a private company. If they want to get to take down posts for any reason they want, they're allowed to. Wait, how is the government allowed to tell Facebook what posts to take down? Well, right. Not only that, but one political party is right. telling them what posts are problematic. And one political party is using this platform. Mm-hmm. They're ordering, they're essentially, they've annexed to this platform as their own. Right. To describe what can get through and what can't. And now the uh, standard bearer for the other political party is banned from these platforms. Yeah. I would say that's I a little bit of an issue. I don't know what you want to, if, if you were trying to start a civil war, I don't know if you could do it any better than this. It seems like hard to imagine. I just, I mean, and I talk to a lot of different people, but I like the panic level on the right about this stuff is reaching highs I've never seen. Never seen during Tea Party, never seen during Obama IRS targeting conservatives, which that's a really big deal. That's a really big deal. But it's now clear that every media organization, every movie, every TV show, every big tech company, every really every corporation in the country over a certain size, that they are all against you and like not just against you like, well, we disagree about what Mm -hmm. the tax rates should be, but you should probably not have a job and maybe even just be dead and we'd all be better off. That's the that's that's what. Every powerful institution in this country feels about conservatives. And they're not imagining it. It's not fake news. It's That's absolutely real. And so if Biden was ever remotely serious about wanting to be a president for all Americans, he needs to get out in front of this, of this stuff and make it clear that, that he's going to put a stop to this stuff. Because this is code red on the American right right now. Yes. Like, you have the NSA spying on Tucker Carlson. You have the administration saying they're going to start going door-to-door for unvaccinated people. You have them saying that they're giving uh, text messages to the DNC to fact-check. You have them saying that they're flagging people's problematic Facebook posts. They're banning political people from Twitter on the basis of what the government says. They're banning bad true bad information about the political party that they like from being shared like the hunter biden Mm -hmm. laptop stuff i mean this is this is truly like believe whatever you want about voting machines and the election being stolen and whatever else like this is this stuff is really happening right now they really not only want to get trump off the platform and jen saki says in this thing like well only 12 people are Right, or the origin that. of 65% of COVID misinformation. If you think this is just going to stop with Trump and Alex Jones and the 12 people who spread vaccine misinformation, like it, it's not going to stop with them. This is everybody. They're coming for all of us, and they've made it clear what they feel about you and me and everyone who's like us. Like, it's- Yep. Well, just a few days ago, just a few days ago, people on the right were saying, it's not fair um, that that the that the um, social media people they're essentially a utility now because mm-hmm. they reach so many people. So it's not fair to be censored. It's not fair to be censored there at all. Just a few, and that was a debate. Now it only took a few days, and now Saki's coming out and saying, "Yeah, yeah no, we're directly working with Facebook. We're directing Facebook. It's not we're not when they." flag a problematic post what do you think that means it means take it down Facebook. that means it's going down 
Yeah, because they run the country and Facebook is going to do whatever it takes to not be regulated. Well, they don't want or he this is a kind of regulation or they want this regulation to keep out well, yeah. So they well, yes and no. So yeah, they want the regulation to keep out competition. They want regulation that's going to be good for them and bad for the competition. What they don't want is people who are mad at them writing the regulations. Right. So what? They, so they're going to make sure that they work closely with who's in power to make sure that that they don't end up with regulations that they don't like on them. You know, so that when the Biden administration says take down this person's post, that's what they're going to do. I mean, this is uh, I try not to be too negative about political stuff, but I'm like, uh, I feel like that this is kind of a we are headed down a dark path. And uh, I hope 2022 is soon enough to head off some of this. Damage. I'd say so, too. And, you know, this is even more damaging. Not only this, this administration is it, it's a couple things. One, this administration is now officially the most divisive administration ever. Obama's mm-hmm. was very divisive, ever. They don't ever use a chance to to divide by a race, mostly race, uh, class, gender, at any time they can. Also, this absolutely removes any doubt, any doubt of what was going on in those meetings in the last days of the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Any doubt. If this is overtly now what they're saying that they do, right. absolutely. Another thing this is doing is... It is giving credence to some of those people from January 6th. Right. Some of them are a little less crazy today than they were for the last seven months. Well, if their intention is to have a bunch of people going around saying January 6th wasn't a coup, but it probably should have been, then they're doing a really good job. Not that I've heard anyone say that, FBI agents who may be listening, but like... But that's that's the impression that it gives. Is it gives like, geez, I wish they did overthrow well, the government. This, that's what like a lot of people say. I have a I have a conspiracy theory for you. Mm-hmm. What if this what ha- what happened today with with the administration letting us know that they're flagging problematic posts? Mm-hmm. What if this is a way to send to trigger people on the right to behave in ways? that get them snared in the administration's other new hobby traps. Right, exactly. Right, like the um, troublesome texts or, you know, other white supremacist things. Since white supremacy is everywhere now, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, to get them caught in the, uh, the, the new psychotic Biden matrix. Right, yeah, I mean... I think that's definitely true. It's like how I feel about the QAnon stuff. Like, I feel that QAnon is a little bit of a trap. Like, that I'm sure it's like half federal agents who are just looking for people to say dumb stuff in it. And like, and I do feel that there's a lot of that that goes on. That I think they deliberately troll the right and poke the bear a little bit. Like, I think they saw the reaction to the door knocking stuff. And that's when the text message stuff came out mm-hmm. in the story and they saw the reaction to that and now they're saying they're working together with Facebooks to identify problematic posts like they obviously know how that sounds to people on the right they obviously know the impression that that gives even like with the door knocking stuff when they walked it back after and they were like oh we didn't mean that we'd have government agents going door to it's community volunteers and it's just to give out information and it's not what you're saying at all you're lying about what we said like they said what they said, and they knew when they said it how it would right. sound and how it would come across, and they know how they would react if Trump had said something like that. And I mean, 
They know people, they know Alice, what they're doing. People went around taking pictures of mailboxes and sending them out so that people would know that they once were here. Never forget that there was a mailbox here when it goes <laughs> missing next next week. <laughs> All right. Do we want to even go with more sake stuff? I'm probably okay on sake, but uh, your girl Abigail Schreier back in the news. You know, I actually haven't really had time to see this. I know that she's in trouble like the, with the Library Association or something. No. So it's the American Booksellers Association. And they send out, like, so this is like an industry group of bookstores, right? So they have members, like a chamber of commerce has members or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they do is they send out a monthly box to their members with promotional copies of books to sell. Like with, okay, like I, the little yeah. blurb sheet and the books. Gotcha. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they send it out to bookstores all across the country. And it, there's like random books in it. All the promotional books that publishers want to sell. I'm sure publishers just give them ones to put in and they put them in, right? It's... Like one of these industry things. But this month's box contained Abigail Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage. Right. Which, of course, is a book about the social contagion uh, strain um, that is uh, of, um, of kind of embodying trans movement that teenage girls are, um, are going go- Undertaking, Right, exactly. So, um, actually, Tom interviewed, I tweeted it out from the Burn Barrel account, you can go find it. Tom interviewed Abigail Schreier about this book about a year ago now, and you can find that interview online. Um, it's a great interview. She's super interesting. The book is good. And, um, I mean, like, they've been all out against this book because they hate mm-hmm. it, because it dismantles part of their yeah. ideology. There was, like, a doctor who wrote a very fair review of it, and they had the, they harassed the doctor until he removed the Review oh yes, people internet. are. It, uh, it's like, it, yep. It, it, uh, Target pulled the book for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said in her interview with you that Amazon won't let her publisher run ads for the book <laughs> on the, on Amazon. So it's they hate it. But anyways, the American Booksellers Association, through some oversight, I'm sure the publisher just is having trouble getting it carried in bookstores because a lot of bookstore people are liberals, and you know they figured like let's send out we have extra promotional copies we'll give it to the american booksellers association to send out all hell broke loose people were not pleased and uh they have now had to issue an apology but first i'll read you some of the commentary from the people who are upset the american booksellers association this is from publishers weekly is facing withering criticism from booksellers (laughs) after walking back its promotion of an anti-trans title to member bookstores um, I would say, first of all, that Abigail Schreier would probably disagree with that characterization of anti-trans because she has said, as she said in her interview with you, that she is not against adults deciding to transition. She's against uh, kids making permanent healthcare decisions that are life-altering while they are kids. Um, and while some of them, you know, are having this sort of social contagion thing happening. Anyway, among the promotional items included in the ABA July white box mailing that went out to 750 bookstores, the organization included a copy of Abigail Schreier's Irreversible Damage, the transgender craze seducing our daughters. At Brooklyn's Greenlight Bookstores, book buyer Casey Morrissey was the first person in the store to open the box. Morrissey shared their reactions on Twitter. Oh, no, I don't have it. Is it somewhere? Hmm? I don't... Was it a video? No. Okay. Shared their reactions on Twitter... But 
the Wait, point is it's who's, booked. Is there her Casey, pronouns? Yeah, that's Casey Morrissey oh. shared their reactions on oh, Twitter. Okay, okay. And okay. other booksellers quickly joined in, echoing their comments. What do you mean? So, what do you mean there again? Does <laughs> that there mean something different than her there? Uh huh. There, there, there means plural there. No, that echoing there, echoing Casey Morrissey's. Oh, their okay, comments. I see. <laughs> it's not a very clear way of writing things. Okay. I'll give them that. Um, so they had to issue the following apology. An anti-trans book was included in our July mailing to members. This is a serious, violent incident that, go- <laughs> that goes against ABA's policies, values, and everything we believe and support. It is inexcusable. We apologize to our trans members and to the trans community for this terrible incident and the pain we caused them. We also apologize to the LGBTQIA plus community. Oh my God, how could it be any longer? <laughs> I've heard people throw some twos in there, too, mm, for, for two-spirit. Um, What's two-spirit? That's uh, Native American trans. <laughs> we also apologize to the LGBTQIA plus community at large and to our book-selling community. Apologies are not enough. We've begun addressing this today and are committed to engaging in the critical dialogue needed to inform concrete steps to address the harm we caused. Those steps will be shared in the next three weeks. So, I'll let you guess whether or not this apology was good enough. <laughs> well, yes, it seemed really <laughs> contrite and uh, certainly heartfelt, and absolutely, it was a little grovelly, probably too much. So, but yeah, no, that was that was the end well, of the story. Well, they had to turn off the replies. I'll tell you that. That was the, <laughs> that was the end of the story. It's... Booksellers said the statement fell short calling out the organization's use of the passive voice in the opening sentence. They also demanded greater transparency about how what, the... Dis- wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means it's because they said that the book was included in the box. Oh. So they wanted them to say, we, horrible people, included this horrible book in oh, the box. Oh, I see. Okay. It, okay. like, removes responsibility from Even them. though they're the ones who fill the box and t- tape it up and send it, we can't... Uh, infer that it was them unless they no they didn't okay. take responsibility okay we assume some boxes just morph mm-hmm. full of hateful books <clears throat> booksellers also demanded greater transparency about how the decision to include the book was made and called for demonstrable steps to restore trust with trans book workers and authors some called on the aba to offer promotions for trans authors books at no cost The ABA Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee member, Luis Correa, who works as a bookseller at Avid Bookshop in Athens, Georgia, was first made aware of the issue when fellow booksellers emailed him Morrissey's tweet. Correa identifies as queer, Latino, and a fat-bodied person and said he thought the apology was flawed. (laughs) I'm disappointed with the use of the passive language at the beginning of the statement and the shift in blame. They should really say we included this book. If you're a person who's disappointed in the passive language used in something, you're a psycho. So anyway, this is still a developing story. We will keep you posted. People are really, really mad at them. Um, This article from Publishers (laughs) Weekly uh, closes out. Where's this one statement that I really wanted to um oh yeah this is still Correa the uh queer latino and fat bodied Luis Correa uh he said he's cautiously optimistic that the ABA will take steps to demonstrate a commitment to doing right by booksellers and believe the decision to take the coming weeks to outline steps is more prudent than rushing still he is wary we're dealing with a historically white 
cis organization in a white supremacist society. So there are going to be a lot of missteps, he told Publishers Weekly. His hope is that the mistakes will prove instructive for booksellers around the country who also need to be more aware of the pervasive discrimination against trans people and other marginalized groups. Forgive me if I'm wrong. It does not seem to me that trans people are very discriminated against. Because one person wrote a book that's critical of them and it's banned Entire everywhere. Entire industries make accommodations for the seven trans people in the country, Alice. <laughs> How are they discriminating against? You can't even say anything remotely critical of their worldview. I mean, I don't, I don't get how they're discriminating, but the cis, uh, white supremacist organization of the ABA somehow, I mean, like, <sighs> I, I, check that, put that in the list of things conservatives are going to have to build their own version of in the coming years, and that would be the entire publishing industry because it's all rotten and needs to be burned to the ground to start over. That's, that's where I am. Uh, on that, anyway, I'm gonna go <laughs> distract myself and watch some softball. If you have, unless you have anything else to uh, add that can cheer me up, I'm gonna go. Thank you, everybody, for another great week. Uh, you're awesome. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. That's where you can find that Abigail Schreier uh, tweet. The interview. We'll tweet that out again, and uh, you can also find us Facebook.com/slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Burn Barrel Podcast. When you're on Facebook, please don't post anything problematic. Yeah, don't, because we could we could be banned, and it'll be harder to find us. We're still growing, uh, but shoot us an email too. Whatever you want to do. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.